0: For love and sir the bru God, for love and sir the bru. Greetings, once again, from Sunny Roswell, New Mexico, out there. Thank you to our FM listeners on 105.3 FM in New Orleans for joining us tonight, and good evening, or good morning, even to those tuning in from all over the globe on the Paranormal Radio Network. You're listening to Live from Roswell. I'm your host, Guy Malone, bringing you the one and only talk radio program, beaming out to you live from Sunny Roswell, New Mexico. And tonight, we're taking kind of a break from what you might think is our usual affair with a very special guest, Stephanie Alexander. There's no ghosts, no UFOs, or Elvis or Bigfoot sightings going on right now. And it, But if you take a look at this program's listing on Paranormal Radio Network, my program is listed as Variety, not as Paranormal. So while tonight may not be what you were perhaps expecting, I don't think you'll be disappointed either, especially if you're a single woman who's ever heard of or even worse, had a relationship with a creepy, abusive jerk of a man. <laughs> uh, this is a very important topic and one that I'm personally glad to help promote tonight. Um, I'll start by asking, have you out there, especially as a single woman, ever wished that there were some way of knowing in advance of getting into a relationship with a guy, whether he were a habitual liar, a cheater, or even verbally or physically abusive? Well, actually, there is, and tonight we're going to spend some time with the woman who has poured her life, her heart, and her soul into making such a thing possible. Stephanie Alexander is the founder and CEO of womansavers.com, one of the most popular women's sites on the Internet, top 1%, in fact, which receives over a million hits every month, and she's created a database where women can list the names and locations of men they've dated and, if warranted, warn other women about them before they make a serious mistake. Uh, Stephanie is also the author of Sex, Lies, in the Internet, and she's considered one of the world's top authorities on relationships, abuse prevention, and women's issues. She's got over eight years of experience and understanding on how to do background checks, how to protect yourself on the Internet, and on the more positive side, how to improve your odds of finding a great relationship. We'll get started with Stephanie in just a minute. And First, I want to let anybody out there that's listening to us live right now, late evening on August ninth, 2008, that you're welcome to join in this discussion and pose your question or perhaps even a challenge maybe to Stephanie by calling us toll-free at 877-786-0562 or by emailing me at me at com. The phone number and email address are listed for you at livefromroswell.com. And you'll also see a link to Stephanie's website, womansavers.com, and to her book, Sex, Lies, in the Internet. And if it's not August 9th, then you're listening anyway. You can find these links to her material in our archives page on livefromroswell.com. So tonight, Stephanie uh, has appeared and been quoted on E!, the Entertainment Network, on Fox, Fox Business, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Esquire Magazine, Playboy Radio, and just literally hundreds of radio and Internet shows. And I'm particularly honored to have her on tonight as well to our program. So welcome to our program, Stephanie.
1: Thank
0: you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. What time zone are you in, do you mind my asking?
1: Um, right now, Mountain.
0: Okay, good. We're on the same thing, so we're not keeping you up too, too late, I don't hope. No. No. So, okay, well, you've got a site that I found online that is a database rating men and warning other women about the worst ones. Yeah. If you, Yeah, <laughs> If you don't uh, just mind, it, I, I just want to ask this first up front. I'm really curious as to what uh, could have motivated you to create such a thing. Is there a personal story behind what got you involved in this?
1: Yes. Um, I've basically experienced all forms of abuse, physical, sexual, verbal, emotional um, abuse as a child. I ex- went through date rape in college. As a young adult, I had to file a restraining order against somebody who was physically abusive, and then uh, throw into that a bunch of negative Internet dating experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, I fell into a deep depression, and I was kind of moping around in my robe for months at a time, uh, not taking any action, wishing I had made different decisions. When uh, I was walking in Manhattan one day, and an idea just literally hit me like lightning, and I thought, wouldn't it be great if women could network together to share their stories, to bring the good guys to the top and the bad to the bottom. So that way um, it would almost be like speaking to a man's um, ex-girlfriend or ex-wife before you get involved.
0: I like the way you phrase that, um, bringing the good guys to the top as well as the bad guys down to the bottom, because I can't help but imagine that you you receive a lot of negativity or people assume your site is really all about negativity. And it doesn't well, it's about sound like 80% a,
1: negative and 20% positive because who's going to um, just sit and go on and on about a great guy? Um, you, <laughs> you know, keep that to
0: yourself, don't you? <laughs> men will
1: self-post themselves into the database and pretend like they're women, and then they'll uh, say, talk about how wonderful they are. <laughs> they do that all the time. So that that's that increases the good guys when they post themselves in there.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Well, give us the whole load on, on the site, com.
1: Well, first of all, it is spelled with an AN. It's woman savers, singular woman, and then plural savers. A lot of women make the mistake and they type in women with an EN. Like I said, I started this in 2002 after getting out of uh, a lot of bad experiences. And it basically works like this it is free and it's international. So a woman anywhere in the world can enter her city and thousands of men's names will appear alphabetically and there may just be somebody she knows or if she has had a very bad experience herself, she can enter um, the information into the database to help warn other women
0: and For the guys out there that are listening, I fully intend to get into the more obvious questions and maybe even objections that you probably get from men, especially about the potential for abuse so You guys can just hang on, you know, if that's what you're thinking, we'll get to it. But even at a glance, I mean, I recognize the massive amount of good a site like this could do and definitely want to start with an emphasis on the positive because I see you've got like a random man of the day always at the top of the homepage. Mm -hmm. And like yesterday's was a guy with an arrest record and a restraining order against him.
1: That's very frequent.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, if I were a woman or just... As a, someone that has women single friends, yeah, I'd want to know these things about a guy before getting involved. So kudos to you. I'm really, you know, behind you and appreciative of what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: On your last count, how many men? You said you know, there's thousands sometimes. How many Over men 30, are
1: Over I don't know the exact count. It's somewhere
0: in the 30s. Wow, 30,000. And you said you think a fair number of those are guys going in and rating themselves.
1: Well, you know what? There is no way to prove anything really on the internet unless you're dealing with government records because Mm -hmm. as you know anybody can pose as anyone a man can pose as a woman i could go out and and pretend to be an attorney and i could get myself a free email account head to my local cyber cafe or library and basically write whatever i please and and nobody would ever uh, probably track me ever so that's why it's important to note that um, when you read things on the internet uh, Maybe it will allow you to make a better decision, but you should investigate everything further. I mean, don't take everything that you read on the Internet as as factual.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's definitely good advice. Um, Do you find that you said like 80% of the guys on there, these these are the bad apples, the truly abusive guys? They
1: are pedophiles, serial bigamists, con artists, um, men who abuse women. Men, married men who cheat on women, um, it just, the list goes on and
0: on. I remember, I think I looked at one site or one of the reviews that was a warning about a guy that specifically dates single mothers because he is a pedophile.
1: Yes, that's very, very common. If you are a single mother and you are listening to this right now, pedophiles target single mothers for access to their children. I have a personal story of a woman on my website thought she met a wonderful man, and uh, he turned himself into everything that she was looking for and moved ahead into a relationship very quickly. She met him online. She didn't know that much about him, but he was very charming, so she fell for him quickly. And um, he started showing an unusual amount of interest in her four-year-old son, and he started to offer to babysit and various things and, and started to try to parent him. And at the same time, her son started acting out. He started uh, wetting the bed. He started having tantrums. He, he began not wanting to spend any time with her new boyfriend, and she kind of just brushed it aside, thinking, you know, he's just, he's just not used to having somebody new around, and she didn't pay that much attention to it. Well, um, suddenly one day, the man just literally disappeared into thin air, because I guess uh, I, I don't even know if she knew his real name, but um, I don't. She said she couldn't find him, and she searched the town, and to no avail, he had disappeared. And her son continued to act out, so finally she ended up taking her son to a therapist. And this was about probably eight months after she had broken up with the man, and it wasn't until therapy that she that her six-year-old son uh, or her five-year-old son at that time told her that um, the man told. him, him that he would kill his mother if, if, you know, he said anything, and he was sodomizing the little boy through all of it.
0: How does a guy even get that much alone time with a kid to do that?
1: Well, I don't know how much time it really takes. You know, it takes probably an evening of babysitting, probably a couple hours, and you you could probably accomplish something like that, maybe even quicker, but... (laughs) And then they've kind of shown that it's very, very difficult to rehabilitate pedophiles. They repeat their actions over and over. So um, it's very, very important. That's one of the, the, the background checks that I recommend. I recommend three different background checks, a criminal background check, a character check on websites like Woman Savers, and then, of course, your sexual predator background check. You need to be aware of where all those predators live in your neighborhood. So when your children are walking to and from school, You're aware of that, and then also um, when they're trick-or-treating and things like that. I did it in my neighborhood, and they popped up everywhere.
0: So can any woman, how how does she get a hold of these resources to do the background checks? That's probably important to know right off the bat.
1: Well, a character check can be conducted by any woman at womansavers.com. So if a man has a slew of negative uh, relationships, he may be on there, and then she can decide what she wants to do with what she reads. Then you can do a criminal background check on anybody, it, as long as you know their first and last name, and if you know their birth date, that's even better, and that will tell you whether you are dealing with a convicted felon. It will tell you where a person lives, how many homes they own, what kind of professional licenses they have, if they're a doctor, if they're a lawyer, if they own a boat, if they own a plane, who their neighbors are, who their family is. <laughs> it just tells you everything except for literally their blood type.
0: Is that more or less free, just to go down to the police office, or is that something you find on the Internet? No, no, you, find you can get that
1: internet? for under $50 on multiple websites on the Internet.
0: Okay, and I guess you link to them or talk about them both in your
1: book and the yeah, site. Yeah, one of them is called intelius, dot com, and the other one is nox, dot com. Those are very good tools.
0: Then that, just you said a first name and a last name, and boom, you, you can find out about a guy you're getting, or a woman for that matter, I guess, that you're getting slowly involved with, huh?
1: Right, and if it's a common name like Susan Smith or John Smith, then you've got to know a little bit more, like maybe their birth date or the location that they live in, something like that.
0: And what else did you say, character is the character on Woman Savers? character check can be done
1: at, at Woman Savers. That's what Woman Savers is for, a character check.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, if, you know, if there's, say, 30,000 men in that database, that obviously doesn't cover everybody.
1: No, no, but the database continues to grow and build. And, um, you, of course, you can always Google a person's name. You put their names in yeah. quotes and see what comes up.
0: And what did you say besides character and criminal check? What else check do you recommend? Sexual predator. And is that a public record police report?
1: That is um, a public record sexual There There's lots of different sites. Uh, if you type in sexual predator list in, into Google, dozens of sites will come up where you can do the search. Some are paid, some are free.
0: I guess the more obviously criminal aspects. What other kind of men wind up in the database?
1: There's a lot of married men who cheat that end up in the uh, database. That's that's quite common because they are running around uh hurting a lot of people and, and conning people. And so they end up in there. And they end up in there being posted multiple times by multiple women.
0: Because it's a habit of theirs quite often
1: Well apparently so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, how do you get some, like, good reviews on guys? Like if, you know, someone, it just didn't work out,
1: yes. if he's familiar yes. with using your site? We have reviews like that, and we have, uh, sometimes women will post things like, I'm with the most wonderful man, um, he's a great father, he's a great provider, and, and he's taken, ladies, so stay away, he's mine. <laughs> 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 That's, that kind of cool.
0: Stuff. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. And, then, and then if a guy,
1: I mean, if you read a post and it's just all sexual and and it's you know I'm he's very good in bed and, and then it's usually written by a man.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, someone who just went in and wrote about himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I want to make sure I covered this because you mentioned it at the very beginning. But in case a woman's interested in using your site, how do they? Does it cost anything to search no, a guy? No, it's free.
1: It, all she has to do is um, you can register and uh, you click search a guy, which is in the upper menu bar and. You, the best way to search is really by your entire state or by your entire city because um, many times uh, there are so many different suburbs. Like, for example, in California, you might have San Diego, Los Angeles, Orange County, all these different areas. So it's better to actually scroll through a series of pages and see all the different suburbs because cities are you know are not always accurate.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So do a whole state instead of a mm-hmm. county. And what about... Um, what about posting a review then? Once someone decides there's a guy that's just a jerk or dangerous to other women, does it cost anything to post a review?
1: Nope, it's free.
0: Okay. Well, how obvious question. How does your site meet its operational costs, or is it donated?
1: If uh, yes, a percentage of proceeds is do- are, are donated to an abuse women's charity called the Abuse Prevention Foundation, and we go to. Uh, a lot of women's conferences and I've teamed up with some um, nonprofit organizations so I'm going to be doing a lot more work with that in the future and um, if a woman changes her mind it costs $25 to delete a posting and $15 to edit a posting so that helps screen out uh, some of the less serious posts that you might get in a database where anybody can just randomly post uh, Real quick, if there's a, a removal fee, you get a higher quality of post. To do what? You get a higher quality of, of, of review if somebody right. sees that there is a cost to remove it. They take it more seriously at their review and what they write than if it's just a free thing that that uh, has no fee involved whatsoever. So it is free to post, but if you edit or delete it, that's what keeps the website running.
0: Okay, so that's and how you make some money. You make some money, yes. and then from advertising banner links, yes, I actually remember seeing ad banners. I guess we've all got those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sort of brings up an interesting question, then, if um, as far as removing a post. What if a woman posts honestly and truthfully about a truly abusive or dangerous uh, fella, and he finds out about it?
1: That happens all the time. A man is free to tell his side of the story by posting a rebuttal because there are two sides to every story. So he's free to say, this woman was psycho, this is really what happened, and then other women can chime in and uh, whole groups of people get involved in the conversation. And then sometimes it goes back and forth and turns into a debate. We've also had women that have been threatened because of the post. And those women that are strong uh, just stand their ground and say, listen, um, this falls under freedom of speech. It's my right to tell the story. I'm telling my story, I'm telling the truth, and there's nothing you can do. Other times, the women will get scared, and and they're not sure about the legalities, and sometimes they remove it, or they heal, and then they remove it and move on.
0: Oh, but you said they heal and remove it, so they're not mad anymore, but...
1: Right, that happens all the time, too, because after time goes by, many women heal.
0: Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the guy she wrote about is any less dangerous, huh? No,
1: it doesn't. But sometimes women will change their mind. Surprise, surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprise. Funny. <laughs> I mean, have you heard from women that have actually said, you know, I'm actually in danger. I'm afraid of this guy?
1: Oh, all the time. And So you can choose. You can choose whether to leave your name or not. Many women uh leave their name. And they mm-hmm. and you can, there is an anonymous in-house um, email system. So if you want to contact the author, you can. It kicks an email from Woman Savers to their email, but it never uh, le- allows you to see, you know, the person who posted its email. So they can choose whether they want to answer something or not.
0: Okay, and um, that way it can go back and forth anonymously without actually mentioning the woman, but... I think um, I would have to imagine, anyway, in many cases there has to be a guy who will just flat out know, even if the woman posts anonymously, she's telling oh, details. Oh, almost of, always
1: they know who it is. Yeah, because the women are pretty detailed. I mean, some of these women have been married to these guys for 16 years, and then something happens, and, and they write long stories. Oh, wow. Well. And, and, and it's very cathartic for these women. And when I say they heal, um, sometimes it's better for a woman to share her story and write it all out uh, and feel like she's doing something then to get into a dangerous situation, like start slashing tires and keying cars. I mean, that's what I felt like doing after I was abused. Luckily, um, I turned my energies towards creating woman savers, but, but when you're hurt, you can, you're very angry, and you have a lot of pan- pent-up anger, and somehow that needs to release. And so writing about it is it, cathartic. It, it heals you.
0: As well as feeling like you might actually be helping someone else.
1: Right, and then and then when you go to Women Savers, you can see all these thousands of women who've been there, done that, and experienced the exact same things or very similar. So you don't feel alone anymore.
0: Oh, that's got to be helpful too. And the, the women can communicate and network
1: together. Oh, of course. We have. I noticed a long time ago they, that most women in abusive situations they have no funds. They are embarrassed about their situations. They don't want to speak to their family and friends about it. So uh, we, are, we have a volunteer physician who gives free medical advice. We have a volunteer psychotherapist that specializes in narcissists and sociopaths. So a woman anywhere in the world at any hour, any time, at her convenience can post her problem and get a professional and non-professional uh, opinion, and that sheds light onto her situation and maybe it can help her get out of her abusive situation.
0: Mm, I didn't catch that on your site. You actually have people that volunteer Mm-hmm. That's, that's on
1: the message board. Um, we have a bunch of different forums. And uh, the message board is, our forum is the number one most popular abused women's forum on the Internet. So there's a lot of activity there.
0: Mm. Yeah, that uh, that brings up some success stories then. Um, I was just a question I thought of, uh, if you know the numbers, or anything, you can even take a guess, how many people have just honestly responded to you or on the site that they met a guy and then they found him on your site and dumped him before getting much further involved with him.
1: Oh, I've heard I've heard dozens of those stories. I hear them all the time. There was a serial bigamist who was married to seven different wives in different <sighs> states because marriage records are currently only linked in Nevada, Texas, and Florida. And this guy targeted older, lonely, divorced women who really wanted to get married, and and he just married one after another after another and. And he picked them so submissive that they wouldn't question why he was always traveling on Christmas or never around. And finally, they found out about each other through the database.
0: So there's only three states that networked that information. Like, if so I so
1: far, yes, yeah, so far. And I know that's crazy, but but and and why on earth any man would want to be married to seven women is beyond me. <laughs> because
0: yeah, trying
1: to have to pay for them or dealing with PMS or any of that would just be a curse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, as long as you said it, not me. But, <laughs> but I guess if he's in bigamy and the woman dies, is he entitled to a savings or an inheritance or anything?
1: I don't know what the laws are. I, okay. I don't even know if the guy went to jail. One of the women went on to write a book, One of Seven Wives, and and uh, I just don't know the laws on that. I know it's not legal. I mean, the tax situation in itself would be just a mess.
0: Yeah, I just wonder if there's an actual. Maybe he's just. Marrying richer women and gets a, a, a something out of spending her money before she catches on and puts you know really puts the clamps down or locks them out of a bank account. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Seven so and but a woman found out she was being courted by or um, a, I was going to say attacked, which might actually be the right word, but what I meant was she was being wooed by a guy that was already married seven times at once, and his name. She found him on your website.
1: Yeah, somehow they corresponded with each other, or uh, she was experiencing some, some kind of abuse or something. I don't know uh, the story details. I just know that somehow they found each other. They Googled, Googled the name or something.
0: Well, neat, neat. We're at the bottom of the hour right now, Stephanie. I just need to work in a quick station ID before we continue. We're not going anywhere. But, folks, you're listening to Live from Roswell. I'm Guy Malone. We're broadcasting globally from Sunny Roswell on the Paranormal Radio Network and on 105.3 FM in New Orleans, as well as on hundreds of cell phones in the United States, thanks to Upsnap. You can check out livefromroswell.com to learn how you can listen to us on your cell phone when you're just on the go, not near a computer. And we do this every week on the Paranormal Radio Network with the Live from Roswell. Our sh- live shows lately are consistently reaching over 50,000 listeners all over the globe. So maybe you'd like these people to be hearing about you during our breaks. Whether you've got a product, an event, or service you want people to hear about, you can click on the link near the top of livefromroswell.com that mentions our audio, commercial, and banner ad opportunities. And maybe we'll be able to feature your product, your service, or event during our program. And we're talking with Stephanie Alexander, the founder of womansavers.com, and the author of Sex, Lies, and the Internet, and you can join in with us by calling us toll-free at 1-877-786-0562 or by emailing me at talktome, T-A-L-K-T-O-M-E, at com. And we we're, we're, were talking about the success stories, and I noticed you've got a few celebrity endorsements on your side already. Tell us about some of the more well-known people you've worked with or that have joined your cause.
1: Um, Maria Shriver, the, she is the first lady to Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. She was extremely interested in how woman savers worked, so I explained it, all the details to her, and she just thought it was phenomenal, and she thought, you know, I'm going to use this tool to screen my daughter's dates.: Mm-hmm. So I said, of course, yes, absolutely. Moms
0: pay attention. Mhm, mm-hmm. yeah. good,
1: good tool for parents to use. Make sure that their daughters aren't getting involved with uh, aliens or zombies or <laughs> ghosts.
0: <laughs> well, it's not all bad. <laughs> as long as they're not abusive, okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I remember reading um, a couple of days ago, you've got one quote up there from the actor Ed Begley that um, says something like, your site is making men behave. I'm kind of curious about that. If you, Do you really think men are behaving better just because your site is there?
1: You know, I don't know. I've, heard, I've had men come up to me and, and tell me that over and over. I had um, the founder of Overstock.com tell me, mm-hmm. his name's Patrick Bernie, and he's a friend of mine, and he said, you know, Stephanie, what you're doing may have the potential to change men's behavior because it holds them accountable for their actions. So uh, whether it actually has the ability to change behavior, maybe, maybe a little
0: bit. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, if you steal, you might go to jail. Mm -hmm. And if you're abusive, you know, you might get told on. Or if you lie and cheat, you might. And I was just kind of curious. I found myself bouncing that around in my head a little bit this week um, while you and I were still communicating about the program is that, you know, it seems like there's a there's a degree to which some people are just plain evil, or they're just messed up, and they're going to do what they're going to do, whether the risk of getting caught is there or not. Right. But I think uh, Texas is, you know, they they kind of stand on the idea of capital punishment does reduce the murder ratio in your area.
1: That is absolutely true. Uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with Singapore, but I've traveled to Singapore. And if you rape a woman, you get, and it's proven so, you get the death penalty. So they don't mess around there. And part of the problem, I think, in this country is, is we don't punish our criminals properly. So hmm. they're out on the streets again, and they repeat their, their actions over and over and over, and it costs the taxpayers a lot of money. Um, we need to tighten up our system, our, our, our uh, punishments.
0: So you said in Singapore you get the death penalty for rape.
1: Yes. And so guess what? Rape is the rape? non-existent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got to be way down there. If
1: you're caught that's, stealing, you lose an arm.
0: I've heard that. That's, wow. <laughs> that's it pretty solves gay. the
1: problem. It solves the problem. Whereas okay. the way we're doing it, trying to always put people into therapy, and, and most of the time it's costing a lot of taxpayers money and all sorts of other things, and it's not working. It's just not working. Those, like I said, they've shown that, that pedophiles don't really think they're doing anything wrong they think they're loving the child they're rationalizing it they've got these different things in their head and 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 so they repeat it and they do it over and over
0: and perhaps the only thing that might even slow them down is fear of exposure that even if they don't think there's anything wrong they've got to deal with every day that other people think there's something wrong with it and your name's going to be out there if you do that
1: I think personally, their private should be cut off because yeah. that should be you know that w- that would be a deterrent. But there would be too many people that would say you know that that's inhumane. But you know they sure get away with a lot. I don't know.
0: Let's put it to a vote, folks. Should a pedophile's private be cut off? You can email me. At talk to me.
1: That should be one <laughs> vote, of the polls
0: yeah. on your website. That should be one of the polls on your website. That would actually uh, probably. I mean, this is a democratic society. You know, if enough people actually took that issue to The law, or something like that. You might have you might be onto something there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: No kidding. Um, You mentioned earlier um, possible legal ramifications uh, of your site, like women wonder is it legal to do what they're doing, Mm -hmm. like that. What have you uh, discovered in this journey? Because I'm sure you had to ask, answer, and then got a lot of experience in the legality of
1: what your site does. Yes, I have international attorneys, domestic attorneys. I've consulted with all types of attorneys in the creation of this site and. As the laws continue to change and evolve, so does Woman Savers. But right now it kind of works like this. Uh, Anywhere on the Internet, if you tell the truth, the truth is uh, pretty much 100% defense to libel. So you can go on any message board or onto any blog or post in the database, um, I think John or Jane is a jerk, or John or Jane was a jerk to me. And that falls under freedom of speech. And you can shout that off the rooftops and write it, and there's nothing anybody can do. It's, it's your freedom of expression. But if you start writing a bunch of lies, and, or, or even if you state something true that you can't back up with facts, like say, um, I use this as an example all the time, John gave me AIDS. Mm. You better make sure that you, you can prove that, because John, if, certainly if he didn't, he's going to come back and he's going to sue you for libel. It's a long process, uh, you know, but it's just tell the truth and you're good to go.
0: Um, if a woman posts something um, libelous, untrue, or slanderous, um, does that reflect on you? Can you be sued or has anybody ever tried yet?
1: No. Uh, there's a very strong act and it's called 2nd 230 of the Communications Decency Act. And it basically states that third-party providers cannot be held liable for what somebody else writes. So uh, without that, a search engine, a blog owner, a message board owner, a website owner, uh, it would, the Internet wouldn't even exist because True. we don't know who's telling the truth. You can't possibly hook every, everybody up to the lie detector. Um, it is the author that is responsible for their own post. Women Savers is simply a search engine that categorizes women's information. We don't write it.
0: True. I kind of thought about writing the analogy of writing on a bathroom wall—like, can you really sue the restaurant if I, if I or someone writes a, a guy or a girl and says something about them and puts their phone number on of it? Of
1: course not. No, it's not. Can the you author. sue?
0: Yeah. Can you sue the the Bic pen or the Sharpie manufacturer? So you're getting off. I mean, from what most guys, even whether they like it or not, you're getting off pretty um, scot free and free and easy with being able to do this on the legal aspects. It's totally Ben, huh?
1: Yes.
0: Good. Did you really go through a lot of consulting before you posted the site?
1: Yes. I went oh, through... Oh, smart girl. Over oh, right <laughs> here.
0: Okay, so you had the idea uh, like uh, a year before you before it went online and you talked to people I had first. the
1: idea before anybody else had the idea back in 2002 after I launched the idea of copycats sprung up all over the place. And now there's quite a few different services that offer similar things but many of them don't focus on any good. Women's savings is a little bit broader. It it allows good and bad postings, and uh, like I said, because we have a fee to remove and a fee to edit, mm-hmm. we get a different level of posting. I, I'd like to call it a higher quality level higher of posting.
0: Higher quality, yeah. A higher quality because they're not going to be able to go in and change it, and they'll be a lot less frivolous, I guess. Yes. So if a, a woman wants to punch in you know, whoever she's going out with or whatever like that. I was kind of curious, is there any downside to a woman checking up on a guy?
1: Well, if she reads a bunch of negative information, at least she has um, details. She can research further. I mean, if it says a bunch of horrible things, she can decide what to do. Then she's got the information. She can proceed with caution. She can decide not to go forward at all. Or she can really dig deeper and find out if if that information is true or not.
0: Mm-hmm. If nothing else, print it out and stick it in his face in a public cafe,
1: huh? <laughs> or she can go behind the scenes and, and, you know, maybe do a background check or try to find out what exactly happened.
0: Sure. You said something about, like, um, the women getting together. Did that kind of cover um, something that we uh, communicated on earlier, how how the site has actually helped uh, many women recovering from abuse or infidelity?
1: Well, Woman Savers—it has so many different tools because I wanted to uh, make women laugh by by creating funny games. Like I've got Match Made in Hell, which is a card game. I've got Hangman. I've got all these silly little games for women to play because they're in bad shape. They need to laugh about their situation. Then I created these e-cards about relationships gone wrong that are just funny little cartoons that might make a woman laugh and make light of her situation but the healing aspect part is when you go to our message boards and you start reading some of the things that the women are posting you have the ability to give them advice also and when you give somebody else advice that's in a worse situation than you it puts your situation in perspective and you think my god maybe my situation isn't so bad after all look at what she's going through and that's what happened with me
0: Hmm. because you were experiencing these things
1: yeah, I was like, my situation's not that bad. I mean, I'm literally being pathetic, crying every day about this situation. And look at these women. I mean, look at how how bad off they are. And so I started, I started giving advice every day, lots and lots and lots of it. And it it, it speeds up the healing process. So if you're a woman listening right now, and you're having a hard time recovering from a relationship, that helps speed it up.
0: Mm. Well, give me some advice for you know listeners. What what type of advice. If someone's been cheated on or physically, emotionally abused, what do you actually, how can you help them? What do you say?
1: Well, it depends on the situation. There's so many different types of abuse, and each situation is unique. So if a woman is getting beat up, uh, it depends how badly. It depends on whether there's children involved. She has to consider, um, are her children in danger? How You know, what can she do? Um, does she have a job, an income to fall back on? Does she have anybody to stay with? I mean, we give all sorts of advice.
0: Okay, and it's not just you. You've got professional people that chime I've in all the time. I've got professionals, and I've
1: got all the other women who are just trying to recover, and uh, there's quite a camaraderie of people that have posted there for years, and they they have an Internet fre- friendship that they've developed. They're pretty tight-knit.
0: Yeah, so you have it's created a community. I can see that. Huh? mm mm-hmm. Well, I think we should get to what I'm sure you must deal with from uh, from men on this is you know what their recourse is. Like as uh, any regular listener of the program knows, I'm happily married to the lovely and talented Paradox Brown, so I'm not personally on the dating scene now.
1: <laughs> you can ask <laughs> and, your wife to interview.
0: And yeah, well I'm sure I'm sure you get this all the time if you do an interview before anybody ever brings you on their program. They go in your Okay, well, I'm not on there. They either.
1: always do it. They always do it, like 100% <laughs> of the time.
0: Have you ever been denied an interview based on that, or someone realized they were in your database? No, but canceled? when I was on
1: Playboy Radio, somebody entered one of the hosts into it and wrote like this long story about him, and then they, they tried to act like it, it was a real one, but it was just kind of a gag played on him. <laughs> oh, that's <let's see>. good.
0: <laughs> let's say I was like out there dating single, and maybe I just, kind of, maybe I just peeped off a girl somehow. But I wasn't abusive, and she totally goes ape and tells all kinds of lies about, you know, just to get back at me. What can I or what does a guy do about it when they read something on your site? What's their recourse?
1: Well, first of all, you could try talking to the woman, talking some sense to her. If she's completely psychotic, you could also fire off a uh, cease and desist letter from your attorney. If she's libeling you, that sometimes Mm -hmm. will get her to pull the information and it doesn't take much more than that. He can also post his side of the story. He can say this woman is so and so. This is what happened. She's a nutcase. Um, he can ignore it completely, and it kind of it just disappears. Or a lot of times, um, you can create a positive PR campaign about yourself by creating a MySpace page and some other things. And, and then, if you're if you if a bad something bad about you shows up, it may not show up until page 50 of Google, and nobody goes that far.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. And I guess uh, perhaps, like, on your site, like, there's nothing I can do. I can't call and complain to you, though, can I?
1: No, you can leave a message for the author and Mm -hmm. say, listen, you know, please take that off. It's damaging this. You can contact her, obviously, personally, because most people know who posted it. Um, You can't really stop another person if she's telling the truth. You know, she can do that anywhere. She can go on her MySpace page and write a diary of what happened.
0: Yeah, and she can tell all of her friends and badmouth you, you know, in your local area or with your circle of friends. But, you know, I know, not to be mean, but a lot of guys out there will just say that some women can can just really be vindictive and that they lie. And I was curious, as long as you've been running this site, have you had a lot of experience without the, uh, well, just finding out that the woman that posted about a man was really the one at fault and she had no business slandering him. I have seen it
1: happen. I've seen crazy women that like fatal attraction that <laughs> um, just go nuts and they, they create situations that didn't even really exist. Like they they will fabricate a relationship that wasn't even there when the man is, you know, just casually dating and they're already assuming that this person is serious with them. So I have seen that happen. It's in the minority but of course it does happen. I mean all sorts of things happen in life and uh those types of situations are gonna happen also and there's nothing you can really do. It's just life and it and privacy as we know it is gone. Everything that sure. anybody does nowadays uh, is is can be tracked. You know, I could blog about this radio interview and, and it would be on on the internet forever. And there's nothing anybody could do to, to get it removed.
0: Yeah, that's that's all freedom of speech, mm-hmm. whether a person's speaking fiction or truth, I
1: guess. Huh? Right.
0: So, but, um, again, there, unless I could talk reason or bribe or... But, again, I was concerned earlier on about a woman post something true about a man, and he just threatens her, you know, yes, she that physically happens all the time. threatens her. Mm-hmm.
1: And usually when a man starts posting a woman's information, like he'll, he'll post a rebuttal and say, well, this woman is nuts, and she did this, and she did this... Um, Women will retract what they wrote because they don't hmm. want their own personal information up there, so sometimes oh. they do but but many times if if they were hurt badly enough and and they've got any kind of factual proof or police records or anything like that, they do not back down, hmm. especially if there are multiple women then they then they go in teams
0: so yeah i I guess just having your stories told on the internet would actually be a check against people writing it uh against you, especially if they were exaggerating huh. Are there any male counterparts to your site? That's what I was curious about. Is there a place where men go and talk about abusive or cheating or just crazy women?
1: There are places uh, that have both men and women. I used to have a site that allowed men to post women and women to post men, and it was called rate, R-A-T-E, before you date dot com. But Hmm. what happened was um, it turned into porn. (laughs) I mean, men were just posting sexual entry after sexual entry how good is she in bed, um, you know, what does she do here, and how, how are her boobs real. I mean, and, and I, mm. my heart just was not in that. I'm into, uh, because I'm a woman, I'm drawn to helping women and children, not policing porn on my own website.
0: Yeah. Yeah, is there, uh, are there, you said there were some sort of copycat or knockoffs of your site, do you, and their ratings or their postings aren't as high quality as yours because of the screening process. Mm-hmm. Do you see any value, or, or, or are, there, are there other sites that you actually do recommend people check out, aside from yours if they're checking out a guy?
1: Well, the the ones that are pretty hardcore, uh, there's one called Juicy Campus that basically covers every ca- campus in the country. I've seen that on Fox
0: News. Right, yeah. but those, the,
1: a lot of those sites end up being um, based on c- uh, gossip, complete gossip. And woman saving is a little bit more geared towards abuse and infidelity, so uh, the the markets are completely different.
0: Yeah, that makes sense totally.
1: Um, you know, you do. go There ahead. might be. I think there's one called X Reviews dot com, and there's a couple couple that have X in the name where that uh, where you can post both men and women, and and of course. Oh, you ex can, review. <laughs> uh, X Reviews dot com.
0: Yeah, with
1: And an ex. Yeah, ex.
0: Okay. And yeah. if
1: you've taken a photo, you are the copyright owner. So that's how that works. So if you took a photo of whoever you were with, it's in your possession. You own it. You can upload it to the internet. Unless um, it's uh, porn, then I'm not sure exactly what the law says. Mm-hmm. But uh, so women are in possession of the photos, and then they upload photos of the guys, and then the man always knows who did it because they know who took the picture.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. Like, if I took a picture of someone, I don't have to have their permission to put it on the Internet?
1: Nope.
0: Oh, okay. And I guess your site has plenty of them, don't they?
1: Thousands.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, other than just the database that's searchable, of men on your site, let's talk a little about the polls that are on your site, because you've done some fascinating stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and... Stephanie has also got a book we can talk about here in a little bit, and and her views on the plus side of Internet dating. But um, I saw the list of polls on there. I'm curious, do you run a background check or Google a person's name before dating? Only 51% said yes to that.
1: I think that it's increasing every day. Mm -hmm. People are doing it more and more. People are realizing how dangerous it is is to let stranger into your life without doing some homework. Um, And that goes across the board, not just on a personal level, but also on a business level, because the goal is to surround yourself with positive, good, trustworthy people. And you can't just uh, take what a stranger says at face value. You need to research it. So. Go with your gut instinct. If something sounds too good to be true, it usually is, and you need to research it further. If you have a funny hair stand-up, uh, some hair stand-up on the back of your neck or a, a strange feeling in your stomach or something doesn't feel right, that is, is your sixth sense telling you do some research, do homework.
0: hmm And um, here's one that I think would be almost a topic of conversation in itself, maybe not a whole show or anything, but... Um, This one, one, I think it's got the most vote. No, it doesn't. But over 5,000 votes on the question, should adultery be prosecuted in courts? I'm looking at your site where 54% say yes, 45% say no. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I don't know. I'm kind of, I I would think that, you know, can't we work this outside the court system for Pete's sake? I mean, our courts are so backed up. Do we need to put adultery in there also?
0: No, good point. Well, did you come up with that question though?
1: Uh yeah, I, I, I was curious. Every question that's on there, uh I, I wanted to know the answer to because I had so many women saying, you know, it's just not fair, we've got these home wreckers and they break up these families and why can't why can't I take them to court for ruining everything for me? Well, it takes two to tango, you know, and the other person yeah. has responsibility also. So what are you gonna do? Take your husband to court too and take both of them? Well, I guess that's possible. For financial reasons or whatever.
0: Oh, it the question itself is a—it's at least intriguing, and I'd love to hear any listener or that wants to chime in on this. And if you just want to email, we don't—you don't have to call in, but I can read your comment on the air if you send an email. If anybody's got any thoughts on this topic or anything else we talked about tonight, but I found myself thinking, well, okay, well I'm a Christian, so I know how I feel about adultery and it being wrong. But there's a lot of things that I think are wrong that doesn't necessarily make them illegal, mm-hmm. you know, and they shouldn't be. I like what you said about, should we back up the courts on that? But then I got to thinking, in today's society especially, um, well, marriage is actually, it's a contract. And, you know, you, when you promise to love and to hold and to honor and cherish and have nobody else in your life, do you think that that is actually, um, could possibly be construed by someone as grounds for a criminal charge if they break a contract?
1: Well, I know that Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas have a clause in their uh, marriage contract that states something like, if he cheats, for every time he cheats, she gets like $10 million or something. (laughs) (laughs) So so ladies, go ahead and write that clause in there and see what happens. (laughs) Oh, well, now you
0: bring up the whole prenuptial agreement, whether (laughs) whether I want to have one of those. Or men
1: need to add that, too.
0: Yeah, on both sides, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think any sex is better or more moral or less likely to cheat than the other.
1: No, we're just dealing with different issues. Men don't have to watch out for physical abuse like women do, unless you're like Liza Minnelli's ex-husband and you're just some <laughs> little guy wimpy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's funny. Kath- I think, wasn't Catherine Zeta-Jones in the movie with George Clooney about the whole prenuptial thing and yes. all that stuff? Okay. I wonder if it was her experience on that movie that made her get that <laughs> <interest>. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I actually think she had the uh, prenup before that.
0: Okay. Well, you know, when I'm online, uh, every now and then I, I actually see sites, even sometimes Google ads. If I'm not mistaken, I could be true. I don't want to slander Google, um, but I see sites advertising specifically for matching up married people to have affairs with other people. What do you think about those?
1: I think it's I think it's disgusting, and one of the largest is Ashley Madison, and someday I'll probably end up going against him on a on a talk show. But he has a website mm-hmm. that. Uh, specifically caters for committed and married people only to cheat, so that the other person can't find out. So it's a dating service, oh. um, just to not get caught. So and 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 you know, and he said, well, people are going to cheat anyway, so we might as well give them a safe place to do it and find partners who want to do it, so they'll never get caught. Well,
0: and not break up the home, right? And right. Well, I got news for
1: him because <laughs> uh, there's no way not to get caught nowadays with technology and the way it is. You can gps a car you can you know put recording devices and hear every cell phone conversation like i know a woman who put a, a, a digital activated uh recorder under her husband's car seat and she found out he was having two affairs right under her nose and and she got she heard his cell phone conversations and then listened back is that legal you know, I don't know, I think it was her car, so it was okay. Ah, her.
0: well, certainly then. You have
1: to find out what the laws are, and uh, I recommend not even telling anybody if you decide to do any of these things. Just don't tell anybody how you got the information, ever.
0: Oh, just dump the guy, or, you know, if you're yeah, not married. Yeah, move
1: on, and just, hmm. because they can turn around and use it on you.
0: Well, right, yes. You did this to me, or it's illegal. Well, right, that's not, um, not
1: illegal.
0: I think we got, like, just five minutes before we take a break at the top of the hour here. Um, I know you've got some experience of figuring this out. How, how would a woman, if, if she didn't uh, find a guy's name on your website, for starters anyway, how would she, how would someone know if they're actually getting involved with a married man?
1: Easy. Uh, first of all, you ask for a home phone number. And if they're real hesitant about that, that could be a red flag right there. You're dealing with somebody committed. Not everybody has a home phone number. I only phone use a cell. Yeah, most people do now. So now, yeah. <laughs> so once you get that cell number, you call consistently between the hours of 8 and 11 p.m. If they've always got their cell phone turned off, they've always got an excuse they can't answer their phone then, you may be dealing with somebody committed. Again, red flag, because that is the time period that people are with their, their family, their partners, they're watching TV, having dinner, they can't answer then. And also obvious if somebody doesn't invite you to their home. Sure. You know, I've got these women, uh, and they're just—I don't understand where they're coming from, clueless. They're involved with these guys for like six, seven, eight months, and they didn't know he was married. Well, come on, get a clue, do a little digging, find out where. You know, why isn't he inviting you to his house? Why, you know, can't he answer the phone in the evening? <laughs> why does he have a tan line on his on his marriage ring finger? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that was—that should be a obvious clue there. But what about, um, <clears throat> like, just for safety in general, and this might be more the flip side for women, in today's big cities, in today's society and stuff like that, I know uh, people, probably more likely women, will take months before if, if you're, you're with a guy, you say, here's my cell phone number, um, I don't want you to stalk me or reverse address me, so I'm not going to give you my landline if, if a woman even has one or a guy even has one nowadays. And, yeah, until you might not feel comfortable. No, I need to date you at least three or four months before I know where you live because, you know, people are crazy these days, stalkers yes, and they stuff. Are. So is should a woman or a guy even take that as a sign that this woman uh, could be married or just take her at her at her word?
1: I, you know, I don't know. It, it, that's, that's a tough call. one. That's a tough one. You're going to have to go by gut instinct.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: ask a lot of questions. Um, if somebody's wishy-washy and you're trying to make a date on a weekday, um, maybe to go see a movie, uh, the late show, maybe a 9 o'clock show, or even a 7, and they can't make it, hmm, well, maybe maybe that could be a red flag. You just have to be very con- conscious, very aware.
0: Any other things off the top of your head that are kind of giveaways or signs that someone's married? Mm. To watch for
1: well, yeah, if they've got baby seats in the back car, <laughs> in the back seat of
0: <laughs> car. That will just tell you that they're stupid <laughs> <laughs> if they go to pick you up for a date and claim to be single and unattached, and they've got that. Oh, that's my brother's. I was babysitting this weekend.
1: If you go to their office and they've got photos of their wife on their desk, that's always a clue. Uh, uh-huh.
0: You know. Well, a lot of people aren't going to invite you to their work right off either. No, and no, they're to... not going to
1: invite you anywhere. So so what I would do is I I would move very slowly. What I've seen happening is women tend to move very quickly forward. Women uh, do? Oh, yeah, they're moving at, at full speed. Many of them are lonely, and they want a relationship, and, and they're pushing it. And so they move very fast, and, and you're in that ether phase, especially if they're attracted to the guy. Oh, he's so charming, and and this and that, and he, he's so complimentary, he's telling me I'm beautiful, and, and they can't see the forest for the trees, they've got their rose-colored glasses on already, mm. and so you have to step back a little bit, and then, you know, you have to treat it like you are making, or doing a research paper, or making a major purchase, um, like, for example, when you buy a house, you inspect it, you look at it, you compare it to other homes, because you're making a really big decision here. When you buy a car, you take it to a mechanic, you inspect it. So uh, you need to do the same thing with a person that you may potentially spend the rest of your life with.
0: Cool. We're actually at the top of the hour. We've got to do a real commercial break this time. Folks will be back for another full non-commercial interrupted hour in just a few with our guest Stephanie Alexander, the author of Sex Lies in the Internet, which we'll get into soon, and the founder of WomanSavers.com. Take a little time over the commercial break to email me at com if you've got a question or comment for Stephanie. And join us back in just a few. Go ahead, Joe. Play some music. I'm waiting for music. There it is. <laughs> Welcome back once again, and thanks for joining us on Live from Roswell. I'm your host, Guy Malone, with guest Stephanie Alexander, and we're broadcasting to you globally from sunny Roswell, New Mexico, on the Paranormal Radio Network and on UPRN 105.3 FM in New Orleans. A reminder that our program is always sponsored in part by Alien Resistance HQ, also known as AlienResistance.org, featuring biblical perspectives on UFOs and abductions, as well as the DVDs from past UFO conferences held here in Roswell. And hey, my 2009 conference is well into the planning stages, by the way. Keep in touch with my site, and I'll tell you more on this program. But you can start at alienresistance.org or live from roswell.com for info on discounts on DVDs from those conferences and for many more that are on a name-your-own-price-donations basis at alienresistance.org. We're back again now with Stephanie Alexander, She's the founder of womansavers.com and the author of Sex, Lies, in the Internet. You can see links to her site and her book right now on this program's website, livefromroswell.com, or you'll find her in the archives page if you are, in fact, listening to an archive or a rerun right now. Join us. Call us toll-free with a question for myself or Stephanie at 877 or you can send me a question on email at talktome at talktomeatlivefromroswell.com. And some of the ground we covered with uh, Stephanie during the first hour was her site, womansavers.com, that is a database of men that women can go in. And if you've had a really bad experience with especially an abusive guy or a cheater, uh, you can write up about him. And we've uh, discovered that that is entirely legal. It's freedom of speech. And uh, you can use that database at womansavers.com to check out a guy you might uh, just have started dating and find out if he's got a history of bad bad behavior but i noticed we were talking a little bit stephanie that there were there's a ton of polls on your website you said you created most of those questions right
1: i created all
0: of them yeah okay every one of them and was that just based on the the women that were uh giving you complaints or suggestions
1: well there's very few statistics on infidelity uh a lot of times People don't even feel comfortable about uh, telling the truth about cheating. And so I did it in an anonymous poll to see what the results would be. And granted, the women who visit my site um, aren't demographically across the board as far as an average woman. These are women who have already, they've either been hurt, they're trying to avoid abuse, um, something like that. So those are the kind of women that that have answered these questions.
0: Yeah, here's an example of, um, or you've got one. I think it's your biggest response. Maybe it's been up there the longest. Ladies, has your guy ever cheated on you? That was the over? first
1: poll I ever did.
0: Okay, and it's still active, though. You can go in and just write on that, right? Yeah,
1: I, just, I, I decided to keep it active to see if it would change, and unfortunately the the percentages are not really moving very much.
0: The results are abysmal for men <laughs> out there, actually. I mean, I'm just going to say, out of over 136,000 votes, of women have responded that no, their guy has not cheated on him. Um, Over half, yes, I caught him red-handed. And, um, you know, 36% say I've suspected but never caught him.
1: Again, you're dealing with a skewed population of women. These are women who have been cheated on, abused, or uh, are trying to avoid it. They've experienced Uh, it. They have experienced it. You're not pulling uh, these women from the
0: local church group <laughs> yeah or maybe they wouldn't be on your site i guess huh? uh-huh. in the first place yeah they're they're out there they're dating they're having good experiences and bad
1: yeah.
0: and uh, a lot of bad looks like too but i'm kind of curious on um it might be a topic worth discussion just when you say cheated on you because i know when i was single if i saw someone i wanted to talk to or thought i might like to meet um, I would look for a ring on the finger, and if I didn't see one, I would, you know, if I, you know, had the courage or whatever it takes, you know, to start a conversation. Um, I there's no way of knowing if someone has a true boyfriend or anything like that.
1: Not on first meeting, unless they, uh, as the conversation progresses, they they willingly give you that
0: information. Oh yeah, they'll they'll that boyfriend word will come out in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if, either if she doesn't like you or you know she. Is just letting you know not available or something like that. But as far as cheating is, uh, do you have? I guess you didn't define it. um, With has your guy ever cheated on you? Do you actually draw a personal line between you know cheating with someone who's? Is it cheating if you're not married? That might be an easy way for me to ask that question.
1: I think if you are in a committed relationship and the two of you discuss have discussed being monogamous, then absolutely it's cheating. If, okay. if you're still uh, think you're in the dating phase and you're dating other people, then then no, it's not cheating. If you're living together, I would say that would be cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So, so, it's, so it's
1: pretty obvious to me, but sometimes, uh, like I said, there there are times that women and men assume that the relationship has progressed to a monogamous state and one partner thinks it has, and, whereas the other one thinks it has not, and nobody uh, the conversation has never gone uh, verbally about whether you both are going to be monogamous with each other. It was just mm-hmm. assumed. It's not going to assume things like that.
0: So you would definitely advocate that one or the other person has to sit down and initiate that conversation as to whether we're just dating or whether this is a real relationship.
1: Right. You know, if if you sit down with your partner and you say, well, uh, well, it happens. I mean, when you start having feelings with somebody, obviously the man doesn't want his woman going out with a bunch of other men, and he'll let mm-hmm. you know, and then that goes vice versa. So then you both agree to just date each other. End of story. Okay,
0: so from there on, it's definitely cheating in your book. And that, that makes sense. That's a fair assessment. I just thought it would be worth defining the term a little bit. And... um uh, one of the questions you have on here is, um, would you forgive your partner if he had a sexual affair? And uh, you know, it's about a quarter twenty-eight percent that said yes, seventy-one percent no. Um, I'm, if you don't mind my asking, how would, how did you answer that poll question?
1: Well, I guess uh, there's a possibility I would forgive a drunken one-night stand one time if uh, there was therapy involved and. Maybe I got the same payback <laughs> oh. a lot of things would have to be involved in order for me to forgive that because it would be very mm-hmm. painful It would be a breach of trust um, but I don't know how I'd respond to that um, if if it was an ongoing affair that involved emotions, mm-hmm. there's no way I would turn mm-hmm. I would walk away and never never turn back.
0: well good for you <laughs> there, I'm afraid there's a lot of uh, men and women whether you classify them as weak or not that would not have the courage or stamina to walk away and just wash their hands or something like
1: that? Well, usually people stay in those situa- situations for multiple reasons. There's three main reasons, and one is children. And mm-hmm. people stay in bad relationships because of children. They want to be near the, the child, and then they have affairs, and they try to make it a couple more years, and they say, oh, well, we'll just wait until the children are a little bit older, a little bit older, then I'll get a divorce, or then I'll leave. Um, the second reason is finances. Uh, When you separate, it can just wreak havoc on your finances, and you've accrued a lot of things together, so a lot of people don't want to lose the house and start all over, so they stay together just for that reason. And then, of course, there is uh, low self-esteem and just complete codependence, where you just don't even dare to go to try again, and you're tired, and and you'll stay in that situation whether it's bad or not.
0: And on your site, you mentioned earlier in the first hour that you actually have some professionals who volunteer their time to answer questions and talk to women, talk to women specifically when they're in that. If it's a case of low self-esteem, um, do you guys actually do everything you can to tell her just to get out of it or Absolutely. work it out some other way?
1: Absolutely. Uh, women with low self-esteem uh, are, are difficult to deal with because. They self-blame themselves for everything that goes wrong in the relationship, and then they rationalize it. If if a man is being abusive to them or he, if he's cheated on them, then they literally start questioning their own actions. They'll say, oh, well, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I didn't do this enough. Maybe I didn't do that enough. And, and then it it becomes all about them, and they didn't even do the action.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe it is And uh, on the flip side. Could
1: be. Could be. What they if, has gotten very lazy and overweight and she doesn't take care of herself anymore. Well, if, if it's gotten to that point, then, you know, one of the partners needs to leave or he needs it's, to sit down and say, hey, listen, sure. let's go let's go work out together or, or get some mountain bikes and, and, and get in shape and feel good again.
0: So I, I like the way you, said, you affirmed that, well, maybe it is some, one person's fault or the other, that it might be worth ending the relationship rather than cheating on each other and just trying to, stay together for lack of, lack of anything better to do or sympathy, or even low self-esteem, huh? And uh, this is a fascinating question. I thought I'd love to hear. I mean, I see the results on it. Um, do you believe that viewing P-O-R-N, I forgot to mention this is a G-rated show on the radio. Oh, and but, I've
1: already said it like three times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. There was another one, too, that the producer and I laughed about in between the program. Or, or we LOL'd in the virtual auditorium, but... Um, do you believe that viewing porn is emotional cheating? And I'm actually shocked that only half of your respondents said yes. I mean, it's one of the most um, split decision uh, things on your website. 50% yes, 49% no. Does that surprise you?
1: No, because that is kind of a double-edged sword. If the viewing affects your relationship in a negative manner then it is problematic if it causes the woman to have low self-esteem and say she's comparing herself to those women or the man uh, spending more time with that you know with fantasy than he is with reality hit the real woman or he's trying to push what he's seeing you know in these i don't know what to call it in these videos (laughs) um or on these magazine pages or on the internet with a real life woman you know that that shouldn't be done they're not they're two separate cases one one is real and one is not
0: hmm. for the record I'll say beyond it's cheating I'll just say I think it's wrong I don't you you said if it's damaging to the relationship uh, I'm just of the opinion that yes, it's going to be damaging to the relationship. Well, there are, there are
1: these you know couples that view it together and they yeah. use it as a tool, and then it doesn't have a detrimental effect on their relationship at all. In fact, they love doing it together, like viewing it. It's like foreplay. It can be like foreplay if they both like viewing the same thing, and and then it then it becomes a shared fantasy, a shared activity that they're at least doing together and not separate. And that's kind of what's important, but. Uh, that that's kind of hard because if you're dealing with a really conservative woman who's very offended with that, um, you can either take baby steps or you or you can try to figure out a way that maybe you can uh, turn your your energies into trying new things with her or or fantasizing things with her instead of doing it uh, with with a TV or a magazine.
0: Yeah, like I said, I was surprised that the vote was that and we split on that one. And it got me thinking, do you think that that there's lots of men that go onto the site and vote and just maybe stack the polls the way they think, you know, they want them to read as a man? Well, it only
1: registers one vote at a time, so they're not, one IP at a time, so they're not really able to stack the votes. But do they vote? I'm sure they do vote.
0: Do you have to be a registered user before voting in these polls? Yes. Oh, well, that's good. That's really good, because at least you've got an email and at least the beginnings of a record, and it's not just... Someone that wants to uh, skew the results on there—that is going in, telling all their friends—you've actually got a little work involved. And that tends, to me, that tends to lean towards the integrity of your polls. Then, just because you've got a uh, registration,
1: some okay. women are highly, highly offended by it. Others are not. So it depends on the type of woman. I, I think it also depends on the type of um, type of what you're viewing. How, how hardcore it is if it's very very light it might not be so bad if it's completely kinked out weird then it really could freak her out
0: <laughs> yeah um i'm just uh looking through some more of the polls here that were on uh, one of your pages it's um do you believe that online affairs constitute infidelity and again listeners you're welcome to chime in with this call our toll-free number or sending an email talk to me at Talk to me at LiveFromRoswell.com. And I'm kind of curious. Uh, I would actually like you to define the question. Um, do you believe that online affairs constitute infidelity? What would you consider an affair? As long, Well, obviously at that, what would you consider an online affair?
1: I would consider an online affair something that when you are sharing personal, intimate details, especially sexual details, With somebody else besides your partner, and I guess guess
0: on this program we can go as far as to use the word cyber and leave it at that. But beyond that, then you think it's there's just an emotional level of a uh, attachment or something that would be defined as an affair. Then,
1: well, there's so many different ways to cheat on the internet. I mean you can come home from work and you can chat online with a stranger that you met and it can be very platonic until you start asking them what color panties are they wearing <laughs> you know what I mean
0: <laughs> Yeah. I
1: mean like that hasn't happened to most women a million times including myself so uh, or you can go to these pay sites where you're actually interacting with live women now that sure. constitutes a whole different level of because you're, you're doing sexual acts with uh, somebody That's else, prostitution. But in out. a way, in a way, Isn't you're it? just telling a yeah. woman what to do, and you know. And so, I would be very, very hurt and offended if my partner was doing this. I would, oh. I would be like, you know, well, why can't? Why, why do you want that versus the real thing? You know, here I am. So, uh, we had a woman that had such a problem with that, and she was very upset because her husband was always surfing, big-breasted sites, and she didn't have big breasts, and so she thought, oh, do I need to go get breast implants, you know, do I not, do I not, is he not attracted to me, and she really got a complex, and she was posting on the boards, what should I do? She tried to talk to him, she tried to tell him that that it really hurt her, it hurt her self-esteem, he kept saying, it doesn't matter, I still love you, but yet he spent hours and hours and hours on these sites instead of spending with her, so finally, we didn't know what to say. So. Uh, she took the entire computer screen. She got so fed up, put it in on the pillow on his bed, and said, "You know, if you want to be so much with these women, then you can sleep with them." And I, we didn't hear from her after that, so I don't, I don't know what happened.
0: I hope I had a happy ending.
1: Yeah, you know, well, whatever. She was a great woman, and, and or is a great woman, and she has children. And I hope she worked it out. But it can—that's how it can affect your relationship in a negative manner.
0: Yeah, and again, you've, uh, the vote is, you know, fairly, like 68% said yes, they do consider that an online affair is infidelity. And i got to admit, I'm a, I would I would have thought the number would be higher, actually. But you've got well over 1,600 votes just on that one. And if you want to look at any of these polls yourself and vote in them or go into any discussion on an online forum, womansavers.com is Stephanie's website, and uh, along with the ability to rate or check out men before you date them. She's got a ton of interesting questions and polls. And if nothing else, it's thought-provoking. Whether you uh, participate or agree with the poll or not, there's a lot of questions on there you might find yourself asking that you need to answer for yourself, I wonder. And you know what? We're, whoa, we're down to about half an hour. We've talked a lot about womansabers.com, but uh, we've only mentioned so far your book and the Internet. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sex, Lies, and the Internet is an online dating survival guide. It is currently in <laughs>
0: a Survival guide. It's
1: a survival guide that Very good. women need. <laughs> uh, and I wrote it because I noticed women just weren't screening at all. And over the years, I've learned all of these tips and techniques, how to screen, what questions to ask, how to uh, stay safe. Um, how to write a winning profile to increase your odds of meeting a great guy. Uh, just very in depth, and also how to how to get out of an abusive relationship. You know how to file a restraining order, um, things like that. And that's why I wrote the book because I felt it was needed. And right now it's an ebook only, not hardcover, and you can get it at womansavers.com, and it's for instant download.
0: Yes, and I've got, we can say the other URL, just if you can repeat the uh, title of the book and add .com to it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all spelled out.
0: Yes, sexliesandtheinternet.com, and that's a completely different website from but, um So uh, correct me if I'm wrong from everything I hear you say, though. You're actually an advocate or a fan of Internet dating, or at least using the Internet to meet people,
1: right? I am. I'm a huge fan. That's how I met my partner. But uh, you have to use it wisely. It increases your chances of meeting Mr. and Mrs. Wright because it puts you out there amongst people you would never meet on your travels. You would never meet them at a club. Um, But it also puts you in the road of a lot of dangerous people. If I were a con artist or any kind of a felon, I would be all over the internet, and I would have—I uh, just put a fishing line out, and I would—I would target people, and I, until I got a, a bite on my hook, you know, with my lure, and that's what they do.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you've been the victim—you've been on biting in once or twice on this yes. too. I learned a lot. What's some of the uh, worst stuff that's happened to you as a result of just meeting someone on the internet? We'll go best and worst. Like you said, you met your partner. But what's happened to you as a result of internet dating? Well,
1: first of all, nothing too too bad, but a lot of oh, my good. time was wasted. I corresponded yeah. for a long time with a man who sent me his photographs, and I thought he was handsome, and I thought, okay, well, that looks great. And I spoke to him on the telephone, and he told me he had a successful printing business and a house and a sports car, and I thought, okay, great. You know, here I'm meeting this great guy, and and you know, we both got jobs, and <laughs> and he sounds like <laughs> wonderful. And when I met him, nothing was true. And I had agreed to fly out to meet him for lunch. So, I mean, this was months and months into going. I really thought I had screened this guy properly, and we had a lot in common on the telephone. When he uh, met me at the airport to go to lunch, I didn't recognize him. I was like, how old was the photograph that you sent me? And he's like, oh, 10 years old. Oh, and then wrong. you know we proceed to go to his car, his sports car, which literally was a dirty, rusty, like 1970 something Camaro. And then his printing business was a copy machine and a computer in his parents' basement. And at that oh. by that time, I was so angry. I I didn't want to have lunch. I had lost my appetite. And, and not to mention, he had so much, so many balls that he just kept trying to hit on me anyway. <laughs> you know, and I couldn't get on the plane fast enough. And so I thought, <laughs> my God, what a hard lesson learned. You have to make sure you get multiple photos. If you don't, if you think it's a glamour shot, like guys, if you're listening, mm-hmm. and you think the woman might be heavier, then then uh, or it's an old photo, then uh, ask her to hold up that day's newspaper in a quick digital shot. Everybody's got. Uh, cameras on their phones, and then and then shoot a quick email. Say, "Oh, just
0: take oh, a say call. that again. I want I want you to hold up today's newspaper as part of the photo and send me a picture of you." Yes. Now I think that's smart, but I could also see men or women being offended by that. What are you calling me a liar? You don't trust me.
1: Well, you know, you have to explain. You know, if I've had some bad situations on the internet. You know, if 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 they're not going to get offended if they've got nothing to hide then they're just going to say, okay, no problem, you know. I, yeah,
0: it's the old, it's not that I don't trust you, I just don't know you, okay? I mean, I know
1: men that have been conned by women who took glamour shots and where they looked very thin or they're old shots, and then mm-hmm. when they met the women, they were not at all who they who they claimed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're, you're quite certain this happens, bad things like this happen to men as often as women?
1: All the time. I think it happens to men all the time.
0: Okay, and you you recommended doing getting multiple photos of someone when you're doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: multiple photos. Look at what happened to me, and then uh, I took everything at face value. I didn't do I didn't do any research at all. I I was like, oh well, this sounds good and this sounds nice and he sounds nice and he's got a great personality and why should I research anything?
0: Well, I was kind of curious. You said you got on a plane and went to meet him. Now, it, to me, it's that might be one of the. As far as what I read about Internet dating or meeting someone online, like the first rule is public cafe with one of your friends there. People know where you're going, so you've got contact information, and you're in touch with people when you're meeting a stranger. That's, uh, it's either very brave or very uh, almost stupid of you to say you hopped on a plane and went to a different city then, right? It
1: was stupid. Even though I told my parents <laughs> where I was going, and I had corresponded with this man for three months before I decided to do this. Because he was in another state, and many times that's what happens. You meet people with the Internet, you know, there are no boundaries anymore. Yeah, you're
0: right. I've talked to different people online in the past that didn't live that close to me. In fact, I've finally, uh, like self-confession-wise, I finally narrowed it down. I said no, because it creates too much of a fantasy world in your head of these people that may be great and may be perfect, but you're not around them enough to see their downside. And, you know, if you're not willing to travel or relocate, you're never going to meet them so i gave myself a, a boundary of just local people
1: mm-hmm. at least Well, i, as didn't. Far I was like i didn't give myself any boundaries in fact even international borders weren't too much for me so <laughs> have you so, flown
0: out of the country to meet oh, someone no
1: no the, the, I, that was last time I ever the first and last time i ever did that ever Huge Well, what mistake. if a
0: guy what if a guy paid for your flight i think you know, well Schumerie. then I would be an
1: escort wouldn't I? <laughs> uh,
0: well if you paid for your flight just to go and meet him, you know, for the first time and things are going well, say say it's a winner. It seems like a winner. 3 months, the exact situation you were in. This,
1: well, I don't you, know for I don't know how comfortable I would be with somebody paying for my flight 100% because then you would think uh just as as on a date a lot of women would probably kill me for this, but I would go Dutch on the first date because that way uh it's even. There's an even playing field and you're not expected to do anything. Agreed. No, no. expectations. Women may kill
0: you for that, but yeah, they will. I would Men like that. it, but I would respect on. that attitude.
1: Women are earning money now and if you if you you're an income earner, there's no reason for the first couple dates why why you can't go Dutch and and then uh if it progresses further and, and you know, he wants to pay for a nice dinner, then there's nothing wrong with that. But you can help mm-hmm. out too.
0: Yeah. You now you mentioned that one horror story where the guy lied. I mean, to me, I was just thinking, if you had to pay for that at all yourself, that might have been a sign to you that the guy was lying, that he didn't have a successful business. He didn't have the nice sports car, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You didn't, that went right by you at the time, though, I guess, huh?
1: It was a neighboring state, so it was a very cheap airfare, and um, did he pay for it? I think maybe we went 50-50. It was so long ago that that happened, I can't even remember. Okay. I think I tried to block it out of my head. And then another one of my Internet dates, He, uh, we were getting really cozy by my parents' pool, and the, it was very windy outside. And he seemed like a nice guy, and everything was fine, but um, his hair was, like, blowing in his face, and I just reached up kind of gently and tried to brush his hair out of his eyes. And he, he brushed was, it off his head? <laughs> no, he reached up and grabbed my hand in midair right before I touched his hair. Um, and and just said, "Don't touch my hair." And so I was like, "Well, what's the matter with him?" And then I looked up at his hair and I realized that he had some kind of strange hair weave, clip-on piece of—I don't know what. It didn't even look like a toupee. And then that ruined the rest of the day. It just didn't—it <laughs> didn't work. After that, I was—he oh. didn't—he. I guess he was embarrassed and he didn't want to tell me, which is understandable. But it—it it just was such a weird action to grab my hand forcibly and say, "Don't touch my hair."
0: Yeah, that would be a little bread flag, freaky, freaky, freaky. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Live from Roswell with Guy Malone and Stephanie Alexander, globally on the Paranormal Radio Network, FM 105.3 UPRN in New Orleans, and on cell phones all across the U.S. A quick reminder, you can listen to our program on your cell phone anytime. Text the letters P-A-R-A to 27627 on your mobile phone, there's more information listed on how to do that on live from Roswell.com. Sorry to interrupt there, Stephanie. You've got to throw that in every now and then. But how many um, people, did you have a long history of Internet dating uh, that led to writing in this book? Like, you have told us the worst one, and but the guy that you're with now, you actually met on the Internet. How long did that take?
1: How long did it take? It took a pretty long time. I screened him heavily. I ran him through the ringers. I did a background on him, full backgrounds in all aspects. I was like a private detective on this one because I had had enough. And this time I wanted to increase my chances of meeting a good person, and I took the time to do my homework, and it was successful.
0: And were you in a different city? Were the two of you in different cities? No. Oh, right on. That did make it easier. And now a lot of the experiences you've had... Like, are there any other horror stories that you really learned from that went into the writing of this book?
1: The horror stories that I've heard are just limitless. Everything from the story about the mother and the pedophile, dating Mm -hmm. the bigamist. Currently, I am on the E! Entertainment channel on a show called Dating Nightmares, and that is going to view for the next five years to over 60 million viewers, so... Maybe some of you listening can catch that. And that was specifically created for women to avoid dangerous situations. And almost every single one of these situations had an unhappy ending. Some of them were women who met somebody online and they turned into stalkers and they Mm -hmm. murdered them. Others are young teens that are in Christian Christian chat rooms who uh, meet pedophiles who later murder them. Um, there are high schoolers who are dating each other, and uh, they become very controlling and ends up murdering their girlfriend. I mean, th- like I said, the stories are limitless. There, Everybody knows there are so many stories of abuse out there.
0: Now, you probably wouldn't blame this on the Internet itself. It's just a medium that is not that much different from going out to your bars or church groups, and you, you still run the same risks with any new person, I guess. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, I just think that the internet uh, allows you to create a shield easier. Mm-hmm. If you meet somebody through some friends or in a local area, you're going to know maybe a little bit about that person or somebody might know somebody who knows them. But on the internet, again, people can create, you know, these these personas. There was one guy who pretended to be rich, who conned women out of money for as a career and he Got one of those Fortune magazines and superimposed his photo on the cover of Fortune. I mean, he went I've to- seen that
0: online. That's just a free upload. You can get anywhere.
1: But some of these women were believing this stuff, and he went to quite an extent. He he had photographs taken at his friend's mansion, and he would say that that was his mansion. He leased an expensive car, and then he came on very strong. He would propose very quickly to these women. And then oh. they thought, okay, well, he's my fiancé. I can lend him some money. No problem. I trust him. And he oh. conned tens of thousands of dollars out of multiple women, and I think he's still doing it because there's nothing anybody can do.
0: Is that even illegal, to ask your alleged fiancé for a loan?
1: No.
0: Even if you can prove he completely lied about his identity or his his net worth or anything like that?
1: Buyer beware, I think. Right on. Thanks (laughs) for saying it.
0: (laughs) Thanks for saying it. Well, how about some positive experiences? Uh, Because I don't want to, obviously, if you've got a book on how Internet dating can make it easier to find Mr. Right, dwell on that for a minute, if you will.
1: There are so many tools out there that are free and right at your fingertips to use to improve your chances, again, of meeting a great person. So use them. And the Internet uh, is such a wonderful medium. It allows you to pick and choose your hobbies and maybe find uh, partners who are interested in the same thing. For example, if you're Jewish, you can go to JDate. If you have a pet, you can go to singleswithpets.com. Oh, wow you know if you enjoy mountain biking you might be able to go to a mountain biking site or say you're a vegan you can go to find somebody else who's a vegan uh, it's just it's it's amazing that that's even out there and that you can find somebody so that's what i would do i would i would broaden your horizons and pick and choose the things that you really love to do and then try to find other people that enjoy the same thing and then you'll already have things in common things you love to do
0: yeah and a lot of people would almost weed someone out if there was one or two deal-breaker hobbies, interests, religion, or something like that, that they just considered a deal-breaker, that you could go on all kinds of dates with someone and not find that out. But you're saying the sites are so specific to interests now?
1: Yes, That's, they're very specific. I'm safer. Better than Match.com or some of the broader ones that, that just attract everybody. There's specific dating sites now for specific relig- religions and specific hobbies. Go for those. Try those out.
0: Did you try eHarmony, by the way?
1: I did. I got rejected.
0: <laughs> no way.
1: <laughs> I guess, like, I don't know. They say, like, oh, I don't. is it 2% or 5% of the people who take that survey that they give you um, get rejected, and I was, I was very, I guess, I was too honest, and I was like, I want this, and I want this in a man, and I'm looking for this, and uh, maybe it came across as wanting a little too much, and they said, uh, we're sorry, we can't help you. And, and I didn't, the survey's like an hour long, so I didn't want to take it again, and I knew I could have gotten through but i just kind of laughed it off
0: um a viewer or a listener i'm sorry um is asking uh ok cupid got any experience or familiarity with that one
1: no i don't know about ok cupid i think it's one of those general dating sites again there is a free dating site to all those out there who don't want to pay for a dating site. Here's key. Mm-hmm. Go to plentyoffish.com. It's a 100% free dating site, and it is one of the largest in the world. It's huge.
0: Probably so you, because it's free.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it passed, passed by all the big ones uh, because a lot of people don't want to pay for it.
0: Yeah, especially with, with, with all the horror stories, you know, and all of the... If you were to really join Match and eHarmony, and I've looked at them, but I just didn't quite make the monthly commitment uh, i may have done one like three years ago and and didn't keep it three or four years ago actually i do remember doing it but no one site has them all and if you if you actually get serious you're going to wind up you know spending 150 dollars or more auto debit on maybe well you know it's, it's a good investment if it turns out wouldn't you say though
1: yes if it turns out it's
0: a great investment yeah there's really no better investment if it turns out but um you, got, you just sounded like a commercial when you said you got rejected from eHarmony.
1: <laughs> I should be on their commercial. And for those of you who get rejected... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so plentyoffish.com, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And you were repeating, or we were talking earlier on about warnings of, and I just think it bears repeating for anyone that wasn't listening, warnings of watch out for pedophiles if you list that you're a single mom. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you've... You, from experience, you know that's a very real factor out there. Would you uh, recommend um, not introducing a, a child for a certain amount of time to a boyfriend or girlfriend?
1: Yes. You need to protect your children. Don't post photos of your children in your profiles. Don't post your real name. Don't post your children's name. If you feel the need that you have to mention that you have a couple kids, that that is okay, but... Um, don't put a, if you've got be, a couple beautiful daughters. Uh, I recommend just protecting them and keeping them safe. There's too many weird, weirdos out there.
0: That's amazing because just I mean, I've got a couple MySpace pages, one linked right from this program, um, and yeah, I see people with pictures of their their whole families and kids all the time, mm-hmm. and, they're sing- and they're single. But a lot of people would consider kids or no kids uh, kind of like a deal breaker. I think. So I would encourage people to be honest and mention that, either in your profile or, or right at the beginning.
1: So you can you, screen out if you're just looking to date somebody who also has children. There's ways that certain websites can do that, certain date sites. You can basically mm-hmm. screen for everything. You can screen for race, number of children, how many times somebody's been divorced, their income level, their educational level. You name it, you can screen for it. Yeah.
0: You mentioned also, I hope I don't, I'm not asking you to spill too much so that people won't be interested in buying the book, But you said something about how to write a winning profile, you know, I guess, versus a lying profile. (laughs) You know, that's that's the fine art of resume writing, you know.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I recommend to take some time with this. Again, pretend it's like a research paper or some homework and put some great photos on it, not glamour shots, photos of maybe you doing some hobbies, a couple up-close facial shots, Uh, nothing sexual. Don't use a a name like Sexy Sexy. Or anything like that, because you're going to attract the wrong type of people. Don't don't post a photo that just shows nothing but your cleavage. Again, you're going to get the types of guys that are just want to be want you as a notch on their bedpost. So, what you put out there is what you're going to get back. And make sure you spell check it, use correct grammar, and don't write the same boring things. I love to travel and sunsets. Uh, be be creative with it.
0: Yeah, you mentioned like the cleavage shot or whatever that's all over a lot of these sites i've seen do you think um i agree with you that you're going to attract a lot of creeps but do you think that could actually be sort of a self-esteem issue that if i've got it and that's, that attracts people i may as well use it
1: yeah i think well, a lot of women love the attention and that's why they do that because it gets a lot of attention but if you're actually looking for a serious relationship i mean i'm not saying yeah. go on in a nun outfit <laughs> 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 but uh I'm saying it's it's better to be a little on the classic, classy side. Leave some things to the imagination, and uh, after you get to know a person, then go ahead and and wear your sexy outfits and you know go all out. But in the beginning, you know, hold hold something out.
0: Yeah, you think it really attracts the worst kind of people to go over the top with that from the beginning? To if you got it, flaunt it.
1: Yes, I do.
0: Well, um, since you have said that you did meet your partner. Um, do you want to tell the story, how you got together, how, what you did online, and all that stuff?
1: I was very careful in uh, writing a profile, and um, I paid attention to every little sign. Uh, I asked a lot of questions back and forth. Uh, I got a real first and last name very early on, and that's when the detective work began. <laughs> I mean, you
0: said earlier, when you write a profile, don't list your real name.
1: Right. So it, it takes a while to get a person's real first person and last name, but after you've corresponded for a while, uh, usually somebody will tell you, or after the first date. And um, once you have that, you have the tools, and then uh, everything worked out.
0: Okay. You said you asked a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what What'd you ask?
1: Well, I asked about how many times they have been married, do they have children? How old are they? Basic questions, their profession, um, things like that, to see if, if I could catch any lies, and I didn't, I didn't really find any lies whatsoever. But if a person says they're an attorney or a doctor, you know, use common sense and ask them some medical questions and see if they can answer them or not. If they're uh. wishy-washy about the answer, if they, if they don't know their legal jargon, you might be dealing with a con man.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what if I replied to you? Hey, look, I don't even know you. Don't ask me legal advice. <laughs> well, I, would guess, I guess I, I, I don't know. I'd kind of be
1: offended. I'd be like, Well, why? not? Yeah. I'm just asking. But that you might be legal legitimate question.
0: too. That might, you know, you meet a guy at a cocktail party or whatever. You find out he's a, a foot doctor, and you, you know, I've had this thing bothering. Oh
1: me. yeah, yeah. You I know, I know how that, rude. that
0: is. That's legitimate. Yeah, guy, it is
1: legitimate.
0: If someone responded that way, but. Um, we got about just five minutes left. Um, off the top of your head, is there anything about your sites, your sites, or your book that you want people to know about that we haven't covered?
1: Well, um, if you're listening and you're having any kind of problem, uh, you can go to the message board and post. Again, you can get professional advice from a psychotherapist, uh, medical advice from a physician, and uh, even better. Uh, advice from women who have been through the same thing and that's very helpful screen all your dates improve your chances do that at Woman Savers and if you've had horrible experiences help help your uh, fellow women out there and uh, post it tell your story tell the world
0: and how many you said there's like 30,000 men already listed on your site with a review yes and most of them were the bad apples right
1: mm-hmm, a lot of them
0: okay um I really appreciate the time you've taken with us. Like I said, early on in the program, you get interviewed by really big names, New York Times, uh, New York Times E. You're doing a program, too, for E, right? Mm-hmm. Dating right Disasters, is that right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's airing right now. It's called Dating Nightmares.
0: And that's on television right now?
1: Yes, that's on the E channel.
0: Okay, when does that come on?
1: It comes on at various times throughout the day, various times of the week. Um, I don't have their schedule, but they repeat a lot of their airings over and over uh, to fill airtime.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: you can catch it, and you can always go to their archives and look up Dating Nightmares. It's what a, it's such a wonderful episode. It really opens your eye. It does scare you a little bit, and I don't want to scare everybody out there into paranoia land, where they're just questioning everything that everybody says. Again, you, you can't walk around with your head in the, in the sand, buried in the sand. You just have to be wise um, and protect yourself, and make some good decisions.
0: Okay, so the program itself, I, mean, I guess everybody's got to work for them in one way or another. Did they approach you about the site just based on your status in this field as an expert?
1: Yes, I'm, known, I'm one of the most well-known dating experts on the Internet, and that's why I'm interviewed all the time because I've been doing this for over eight years and uh, been there, done that, not only personally, but have uh, heard other people's stories.
0: Yeah, I found you on authorsandexperts.com, mm-hmm. by the way. And um, early on we were mentioning the site, Wumpy Savers, that it's totally free to post. Mm-hmm. It's totally free to search out a guy yes. or or to write about them. That's free. And it only charges you if you go in and edit or you want to delete the site. And um, I was curious, since you've been in that for so long, and that was probably your first step into this field of notoriety, getting known and all that stuff, does the site, it lists you as CEO and founder. I was just curious, um, what happens with the money from that site when people, do you actually draw an income off of it?
1: No, no. What happens is, is everything that that site makes either goes right back into running the site.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we're actually relaunching another site in a couple months from scratch. We rebuilt the whole thing to make the functions better and more searchable. and uh, that We're going mobile. So women will be able to be on dates and they can run into the bathroom and, and do a search on their phone. Um, the rest of it gets donated to uh, Abuse Women's Charity, What's Left Over. And right now we're working on a conference, uh, kind of an empowerment, a women's empowerment conference. Uh, where we're working with some charities and uh, some money is going towards that.
0: Okay, what's the conference that's coming Where is that being held?
1: Uh, we haven't decided on the location yet, uh, but I think the name is going to be called Empower Palooza. <laughs> Empower Palooza? Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're going to lose so many people who can't find your site because they can't spell a word that big.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, uh, yeah, just link link it prominently. You know, um, I don't mind myself actually. I'll probably keep some info about your thing up here, and you can contact me later when that's ready. We do sell advertising, but that sounds pretty nonprofit and charitable. We'll be glad to put the, put up a post for that on Live from Roswell, maybe elsewhere on the Paranormal Radio Network as well. Okay. Any closing thoughts before we take off, Stephanie?
1: Um, Not really. I don't want people to lose hope. Um, I am a big fan of Internet dating, and, and don't be scared of it. Just be aware.
0: Yeah, and it worked for you despite all of the bad stories and all of the dangers of it. At
1: the very end of it all, it worked for me. But in the beginning, I had to kiss a lot of frogs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you learned a lot and uh, like I guess the point of the story is you spent so much time doing it and then dealing with women who were doing it you got enough material to actually write a book to help people avoid a lot of the mistakes and a lot of the dangers.
1: Yes, live and learn, live and learn.
0: Mhm. Sex flies and the internet.com. You said that's a downloadable book. You don't have to order it and wait on it to be shipped either. It's just what 14.95 am I right?
1: Yep, and it's instant.
0: Yeah, and it comes as an ebook or something. Mhm. Oh, wow. Well, thanks once again to everyone out there for listening to us. If you're going somewhere soon, maybe you can help support our broadcast by using my links at guyshotels.com to book a hotel room, because 5% of what you spend on your hotel goes to Alien Resistance HQ, which sponsors us here. If you use guyshotels.com to search for a hotel anywhere in the whole wide world. Tonight's program is going to be archived online. If you missed the beginning of our talk with Stephanie, just go on in about 5 or 10 minutes and refresh www.livefromroswell.com to listen to the beginning and if you liked what you heard definitely tell a friend about Live From Roswell and tell them about this program I've got a feeling there's some information some uh, especially single women out there need to know about because the world's a dangerous place and Stephanie's done a little bit of work to make it a little safer for them so don't be shy tell someone about tonight's program at livefromroswell.com thank you once again for joining us Stephanie this has been really great
1: thank you for having me
0: yeah, I've enjoyed it. So, good night once again, everybody. We'll talk to you next Saturday night after this intermission. Just stay tuned for UFO cover, uh, UFO undercover with Joe Mantallo. Following this program, till the cows come home. I'm Guy Malone. Good night, everybody. Are
1: you still
0: there? Yes, I'm just making sure. Hey, is sure. that
1: Guy's hotel through? Ar-